Welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. Welcome back to the show, Dave. Yeah, I'm glad to see you. Good to see you, too. Yeah, I... so so what's going on? <laughs> well, you know, I, I texted you a while back and I said, hey, uh, we should watch The Social Dilemma. Right. Uh, on Netflix. And I, for those of you who haven't, haven't seen the show, it's pretty eye-opening. In my opinion, it's eye-opening. You yeah. had mentioned that it was like, well... It was kind of boring because it's stuff you already kind of knew. Right. Because mind you, I am also the conspiracy guy Mm -hmm. usually. So years prior to everybody noticing or what the negatives, I'll say it that way, the side effects, I'll say it that way is even Mm -hmm. better of the devices to what's on the devices. And man, I got to tell you, most of those uh, conspiracies, if not all of them that were conspiracy at the time are freaking true or worse <laughs> i think worse probably you know yeah. so you know you text me and i go okay i watched it and then you text me again i'm like i'm not picking up that damn phone <laughs> you have to send me a letter buddy i i don't even have a hard line <laughs> do you have a, a, a regular telephone oh, man. no at, at of home? course not no i don't live in the 80s when we moved here for emergencies i said well we got to have a uh you don't live in the 80s that's <laughs> that's that's a good statement uh so we had a hard line put in for our phone and I, th- I can't remember, we, I don't even know if we ever set it up. And like, you know, it's just easier. I'm going to get my daughter a flip phone, not a smartphone, but I got her a little flip phone for emergencies. And that's all we ever had. Mm-hmm. And we've been here about nine years and still not had a, what do they call it? A hard a, line. hard huh? line. Is yeah. that what it's yeah, called? I can like, guess so. I don't know. Um, a landline. A landline. That's what it's called. Yeah. I still have it in a tote somewhere. Of a, so I guess I could plug it in if I have to. One of those and, old rotaries. It's not one of those, <laughs> but I do know how to use one. Yeah, my grandma used to have one of those. Well, I got to tell you, this is kind of a, let's let's start with this as how different it is with uh, kids these days. This is a few years old, but a, a dad said, you know, I think he offered money. I'll give you blah, 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 or something. I'll give you something if you guys could dial this number within like five minutes. <laughs> They could, it's a rotary phone. They yeah. couldn't figure it out. <laughs> so even the hanging up thing, they're like, uh, that That took the most time at all to figure out what the hell they do yeah. with this thing and yeah, this where's, button. Where's the send button? <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, even, you know, maybe a cordless phone. That was pretty, pretty hot stuff when I was a kid. You know, you, you get to type it in and then, yeah. you know, you hit talk and then you type it in yeah. and then it goes. And I think they probably would have figured that out because it's pushing buttons. But the whole rotary thing... And that little receiver button, I don't think they even grasped what, what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not sure if they did. I don't think they did earn their their reward. Yeah. But. Um, and that's all it did was make a call. When we got like three-way calling or um, caller, like call waiting, that was a pretty big deal. I remember, I think I was like in, I want to say middle school. And uh, I remember that was yeah. the point where I was kind of into girls and I was over at my grandma's and... Not no more? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm married and my wife oh, doesn't oh. want me to be into girls. Oh, fair enough. So I was, you know, talking to friends on, on my grandma's phone and and she ended up getting call waiting because she was not getting calls. She was, her, right. her friends were getting busy signals for because hours. I was, because I was on the so, phone. Perfect. So we started as this. So when I was a kid, I mean, social, being social is a part of human nature. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, what is it? The quilting, everybody got together and qu- all the ladies got together and quilted and chit chatted and, yeah. you know, back in the day, but everybody has their social groups. And, and when I was a kid, I would exactly, I'd get on the phone and I would talk 
hours. I remember I'd get on the phone at nine o'clock at night and I would be on it until six in the morning yeah. <laughs> with a girl that I really liked. Uh-huh. We would just spend all night ch- talking. Good Lord, who <laughs> knows what we would even talk about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then, you know, technology comes through. Then we had, thank God we had call waiting because it, I'd used to get in trouble because they, my parents would find out that so-and-so was trying to call. They couldn't get through for bloody hours, not just 20 minutes or not in the six o'clock hour, yeah. and the whole day and night. Yeah. And, and you're stuck with a, a busy signal. Like if you're trying right. to get a whole, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. And, 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 you know, to be fair, even though we had call waiting and we go, beep, beep, <laughs> you just ignore it half uh-huh. the time anyways. Yeah. But, but I spent hours on that. Mm-hmm. So I want to be fair to what's going on with our social, our new phones and everything else that's involved. There was people, I guess, I'll use myself as, uh, as a person that's failing, I guess, is that I was the person that was on the phone as often as I can. I was a social bee, I guess, and I wanted to talk, talk, talk all the time. Mm-hmm. So maybe I have an addictive personality. I don't know what it is, but I was social. Mm-hmm. So now you have something easier and you can connect with multiple people not just in your local area, not just in your state. Remember, you remember, uh, I was, I was, um, I was tied to only people in my area code. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> then yeah. they, then they, when they changed area codes, I had a friend that when they went through, uh, they changed area codes one time and they made somebody that wasn't in my area code. Now a different area code. Now they're long distance. I wasn't allowed to call them because mm-hmm. it cost money. And so now I could call somebody in, Australia. No charge. Yeah, there's no extra charge for it. And yeah. I could talk to him the same time I'm talking to somebody else. I could be talking to you and texting somebody else and emailing somebody else and following somebody else on Facebook and texting back and forth with somebody on Twitter because I'm getting tweets mm-hmm. the same time. And I'm old and I'm probably only doing half of what somebody else could do. Yeah. Well, that's problematic. Well, think about like how people socialized back then. It was, I mean, you think about how often do you talk to anyone for more than 10 minutes on the phone? These days? Yeah. Never. Never. If I have to call somebody, it's usually because I got to make a plan. Yeah. And I'm trying to... It's faster than texting. Just trying to find, finalize the details. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. My, for me, it's like, it's texting, you know, I, I'll do email and stuff, of course, for like work and, you know, what I do for coaching, but... You know, generally speaking, it's a text message, yep. you know? Yeah. Unless I, I got to break some good news or break some bad news with the wife. I got to talk to you, honey. <laughs> I want to chat about something, you know, but yeah. But like with your friends, like you and I, we never call each other. It's always a text. And guess what? We still make it work, don't we? We do. And I'm not bummed out about it. No. I, I, I <laughs> but no, it's crazy. So we go along and then we have pagers and stuff and that was neat, but we could always pull off the side of the road and get to a pay phone and call somebody. <laughs> But we still tied oh to the landline. Gosh, I remember. But pages were a big change, yeah. a big deal. In fact, the people with the pages were pretty cool. I was one of them for a short time. Well, well do you remember the text messaging oh, from a pager? Like that's the, there that was the next step, too. There wasn't text messaging. You just you hit certain numbers, and you would then sort of uh, decode that yep. into the letters that were on uh, corresponded on the yeah, phone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it would save us a whole phone call mm-hmm. because, you know, those every phone call cost money back then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and now they have cell phones, you know, if they had flip phones and that, that was very costly. Now it's actually relatively inexpensive to make calls throughout anywhere. Okay. So with just thinking in terms of the phone, 
um, the functions from the phone, of course, we've seen it kind of kind of grow through our through our years. But um, as far as like making connections to people, the um, the invention of text messaging changed a lot. But then the cell phone companies were charging like you were limited to like five hundred texts a month. That's right. Like. So they they put these restrictions in there, and at some point. I mean, and I don't even know at what point that was, but at some point it went from having a limitation imposed on you because of cost to no limitation. In fact, now these companies are encouraging you to do more texting because right. that keeps you on the device right. longer. But what's funny is people used to text a lot to save the money what it cost per phone call because everything was... Your minutes. Right? Mm-hmm. And so texting was huge at first. And they, and they would only call if they had to. Save your hours or minutes, your minutes, you know, was everything was by the freaking minute. Yeah. And, and now texting has overgrown all, I don't want to say physical talking, but talking Mm -hmm. because you're not face to face, but calling somebody on the phone. Texting is, do I dare say 90% of everybody's conversation? Uh, I mean, I would say at least the majority of all conversations through via text. And um, not even so much emails, but we're going to text, text, text. You could use text in a court of law. Mm-hmm. Let me see him. Show him a text. Yeah. You could, that could be a document. Uh, I could try to sell you something and go, hey, he said it was. I don't have a contract. Do you have anything on a text that says that he was going to pay you 300 bucks for it? Well, yeah, he says he's going to pay. Oh. <laughs> that's, that, that's, yeah. that, you could be held accountable. So people use it now more. It's weird. I feel like they went backwards. Because I figure like chit chatting wireless okay. would be would be even you know moving forward, but now everybody still wants to sit there and text. Okay, so um, we used to watch the Jetsons when we were kids, and, sure. and they had video phones. Yeah, and I remember going to one of the local malls at Clackamas Town Center, and there was an AT. I want to say it was an AT and T store, and I walk in there, and they have this this device that looks like a miniature laptop. And it's a camera and a little tiny screen. And and the video quality, I think it was like 16 colors. It <laughs> was really, really poor. But you could do a video call as long as both ends had this device. Right. Well, the, you know, the invention of like from uh, the iPhone with, well, I think, it, I mean, it probably started even before um, like FaceTime. It was probably... Uh, Skype and maybe yeah. some of these other uh, companies were doing video calls and I thought that that was going to be like the next big thing. I thought, you know, because the Jetsons, everyone, they just dialed each other up and you'd see them like you're standing in Face front of time. a mirror. And now I want to say that that is not nearly as popular. I mean, obviously not nearly as popular as texting. Texting is still the like more universal way. It of really is. And I, and, and to me, it seems like it might, I use it more. I'm, I'm one of the suckers too. I, I use it more than anything else, yeah. but I don't know if it, it takes, more long, it takes more time to have a conversation about, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I wait for a response. And then I go, well, I'm busy this day, but I'm free this day. Oh, I'm not busy that day. Do you want to come over this time? Yeah, sure, I'll come over. Should I bring the wife? Yeah, let's bring the wife. Should I bring any food? <laughs> yeah. All right, that's a freaking two-hour here back and forth, which is convenient if we're busy. I get that. Mm-hmm. But if I called you, that's freaking 20-second <laughs> yeah. conversation, yeah. you know? So to me, it oddly went Backwards. It's not about efficiency. Per you know what se. I do? I call. I text somebody. Hey, you uh, able to take a call? I want to chit chat about something. Mm-hmm. I like. Hey, are you free to take yeah, a call? That's true. Instead huh? of just ringing it off the phone and just call it. 
it's just it's just bizarre that it's so different and i feel like a short time yeah my my wife and i i i never just call her i always facetime her oh is that right yeah she like that yeah well it's like you know she sees me at my worst so you know i th- i figure it's okay uh <laughs> but like you know we'll uh we'll facetime each other unless like her phone is someplace else and then she'll answer on her watch but typically it's a FaceTime. Even if she's like in Costco shopping or whatever, mm-hmm. she'll FaceTime me, you know, and put the little phone up in the cart. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So I think there are some people that... But how freaking cool that. is yeah. that? I mean, when yeah. I was a kid, I wanted more than anything to have a... They had portable TVs with an antenna about four feet long so you could get the shittiest reception <laughs> possible. But every once in a while, you get, I mean, these are just regular... Well, we didn't have cable back then. Mm-hmm. I wanted one so bad because it was so cool. Just because it was, at the time, kind of unheard of, you know? Yeah. And now it's, I have eight, I could have a picture and picture and picture on my freaking cell phone and it's 4K. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Perfectly clear. It's unbelievable. And I could probably talk to you at the same time I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. have music playing. That's right. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. It's quite addicting. Yeah, sorry. To my, have all that. My, uh, I, I've been in the sun all day. You need to blow like, your eyes. And I, I put like five layers of sunscreen on, and it's now just creeping into my eyes. Is that right? So my eyes are starting to water. So, um, yeah. So those of you watching on on YouTube, I put deodorant on. Dawes, it's not, it's, it's not it's making not my, me <laughs> making me cry. <laughs> it's not my bo that's making his eyes water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, so okay. So talking about uh, social dilemma and how this technology kind of grabs you your your attention the social dilemma is really the whole documentary is about how uh these companies are using these devices to get your attention and maintain your attention what they've taken as and we've talked a little bit about several other things in our other previous podcasts about new technologies and you could have something that was created for good and they'll go hey but you know what we could use this for Mm -hmm. we could use it for this we could use it for this we could use it for this and to your point, they have taken it and use it to manipulate people. Um, it's addictive as it is, or it's addictive enough as it is, just for just wanting to get on it and socialize. Yeah, there is watching watching this documentary. There is a quote in there that that talked about, um, like you know, because a lot of the stuff is sort of free, and they were saying that. Is it? it? They said that if if the product or service is free, then it's you're not actually buying a pro, you're not actually getting a product because you are the product. That's right. It's you're you're paying for something else. Your other data, than cash. your data, you're being tracked, and it's so you free. become the product for the advertisers. Right. It's building a person. It's building you, mm-hmm. and what makes you you by just clicking on things. There's so, I mean, there's so many aspects of it. There's that. Yeah. And, and there's also the part of we're going to be playing a bunch of things or making, I don't want to call them commercials, but they kind of are. We're going to be utilizing the information to get you to, manip- to manipulate you to think a certain direction. And yeah. You know, so, yeah, it's very, it, yeah, you're right. Because there, there's this, there's, it's multifaceted. As I was watching the, the documentary, there's a certain part where they're kind of asking, um, these, you know, these are all like 
former execs at like Facebook right. and and Twitter and Google and and YouTube and 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 these these big platforms all single and <laughs> all these people <laughs> never at a date <laughs> and, and so the the guys interviewing and asking so so what's the problem and it's so funny because they they the way that they did the, the the videography is they went from each of these people and they took a moment to kind of like scratch their head and think and go well uh well mm, <laughs> it's more than just one thing it's like multifaceted it sure you can't, is. it's hard to say that this one thing is horrible but when you combine all these other pieces together you realize that they're really taking advantage of the human condition the uh, um, the evolutionary um, uh, aspects of of humans and well, so, how they interact with sure. each other and what and they're our drawn weaknesses to too. And the weaknesses instead yeah. of making it so it f- helps us in those weaknesses. I mean, yeah. Again, I want to point out that most. I will say because I'm addicted to my tool, my device, mm-hmm. um, but. <laughs> I was going to say even if I'm not, but that, <laughs> no, but, totally so are. <laughs> but. It is, if you could weed out all of the people that are, are purposefully trying to use it in a negative way, these are amazing tools that help us from day to day, from socializing, setting up plans, finding our way from A to B, you know? I mean, there's so many things uh, to understand how something happens, what that spot is on your knee that you know can't recognize. Mm-hmm. So many things. You have an encyclopedia. You don't have to go to the library, you know, it's so helpful in so many ways might weakens us and some other abilities, but you know, it's, it's a good tool that people have really, that already had some side effects. I think they didn't think of, but there, then once they found that out, have, have used them against us for, in very bad ways. Okay. So to your point about it being a tool, um, there's this uh, guy. His name is uh, Tristan Harris. He's he's a guy that was uh, an executive, says former Google design ethicist and co-founder of the Center for Humane Technology. He was one of the main characters in this in this documentary, and um, and he was kind of describing what a to- I think that he was describing. There, there was a whole bunch of other people, but I think he was describing generally when you're thinking of a tool, the tool is that it's been made in such a way that it kind of sits there and then waits for you to use it. To use it. And, Absolutely. And the value of that tool is really what you make the tool to be. The difference with the technology that we have right now is, yes, you can use it as a tool. The problem is the tool is actually using you. That's right. And that's where this whole social dilemma comes in because there are teams of people in the background designing the technology, the hardware and the software to work together to gather data on you, your uses, where you're at, what you're doing, and and manipulate those things in order to sort of take advantage of the weaknesses in humans. Like, for instance, um, attention span. It's kind of a weakness for humans. We we have this tendency to kind of drift off into other things. You know, there's the the famous you know oh squirrel, right. and suddenly your attention is someplace else. Um, the other is the uh, now we've conditioned ourselves to do three or four things at the same time and still <laughs> go oh squirrel yeah like like we do more but we still are t- we could uh, uh, I don't know it's it's allowed us to do more things and still have that 
problem and not be good at any one of those things yeah, this is true too <laughs> <laughs> you know like you think about multitasking humans are not very good at multitasking honestly no um you're you're, you're not really there's a, a a thing on netflix i think it's called netflix versus the world uh i think it's a relatively new documentary and i haven't had a chance to watch the whole thing i was actually surprised my wife put it up on the tv when we hmm. were um i think we were eating t- together and and uh and so as I was cooking, she's got this documentary up, and she's not a documentary type of person. She's like, you know, reality TV. And when she brought this up, I was pretty surprised. Something intrigued her about it. But there was something, and I think what intrigued her was that there were aspects of history um, in this documentary about early, uh, they were talking about uh, Netflix being, um, you know, like selling DVDs, sure. selling movies, and then renting the movies. In the mail. Yeah. And so... Um, early on, you know, when she grew up, uh, Blockbuster Video, Hollywood Video, you know, these these companies that were selling, or not selling, but um, renting movies, and there were pieces of history that she could identify mm-hmm. with, and then it starts blending into newer, you know, more modern time and the technology, and all of those little pieces was like, kind of realized how far we've come in these things. And, you know, and she was talking about, you know, early internet and how, you know, when the internet was kind of born, there really weren't very many computers even connected to it. She was saying, yeah, I remember my dad in, in his study, we'd um, dial up and it was like AOL or CompuServe or something. And you'd hear the crackle of the modem sure. firing off. And and uh, and I'm like, yeah, I remember actually having a computer that people dialed into like I was a service like CompuServe. Yes, you remember these yep. days <laughs> that dang modem would be screeching and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and uh, and so there's this, like this historical component to it, but we've gotten to the point in our technology that it's now no longer a tool to accomplish one thing. It's now we are we are the product. Our data is more valuable than oil. Companies want to know as much about us and our behaviors because now advertisers can then pinpoint exactly the type of product to sell to us. You know what's sad? Everybody, all of us think we're so unique, Mm -hmm. but we're all in a category Mm -hmm. with a lot of other people. That's right. But I am still special, damn it. (laughs) But you are special. Thank you. (laughs) But, you know, it's funny because what I thought was badass at the time because we talked about you know you talk about your face timing with your wife but mm-hmm. and that was on that's that's on your your little smartphone that's this big mm-hmm. well i was i got on board with went out and bought me a computer and the whole setup finally when i was early 20s and and i went out and i spent 120 dollars on a um what that called it was a camera a webcam a webcam yeah and I'm the only one I knew. Nobody else was it. It's like one out of six million people had one, but in order to utilize one, somebody else would have to have one that would have it. But I bought the best one I could find. Yeah. Never, ever, ever used it. But I thought that was the the future on the computer. I didn't think it was going to be walking around with that capabilities at that time. Mm-hmm. It was only a few years, a few years from that time that that we could do that and we could do it with better clarity. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I, I can't, it floors me and it, and it scares me at the same, I get intrigued and scared at the same time. Mm. What the next eight years is going to bring because you know, every year it doesn't like just double on itself. It like quadruples and then it's going to quadruple from that. I mean, technology just 
snowballs. It doesn't just, it, rarely do I ever see it go stagnant this year. Oh, nothing. But when yeah. we were in the 80s, we're like, well, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Well, they have moon shoes. Hey, that's cool. <laughs> and then another two years later, we're like, oh, moon shoes. Nintendo. Yeah. Neato. But once they had example of, of, of video games, they never stopped growing fast. And now it's every year there's new games, not just, it used to be they come out when they come out. Now it's well, annually, but, minimum. But even even think about the video games. The video games are doing the same thing that uh, th- these social apps are doing, where they're gathering uh, data on you. Oh, And yes. those advertisers, in fact, they're using that within the game to sell you stuff. Uh, I remember the day when, you know, you take a bunch of CDs or discs or whatever and install it on your computer, and it's kind of a standalone deal. You might be able to connect maybe to a server or directly to another user and play a game. You know, we used to play uh, some network games, uh, Age of Empires mm-hmm. and some other stuff. And, um, and But the idea was it was like you install on your computer and then you reach out and you start, you know, connect to maybe another person potentially. Uh, now you're like, for instance, Steam. Steam is a service. You download the app on your computer and then they sell you all the games. It installs and updates and that is your gateway to anything like you and can't just you any can't game just you want any game you want to play any I, I i could be wrong here but any game you want to play at any time of the day you want to turn it on and there's somebody else on there ready to play with you that's right but they're it's also insane. they're monitoring they're gathering data on your on your playing behavior your um your tastes what time you play where your location is who that's you're right. playing with uh, the different levels that you're getting to in skill uh, on these different games. And advertisers get that information so they can target directly to you and use that as part of their game design. Uh, I don't know for sure if, if VR is going to be like this big thing like people say that it is. I think, yeah, probably. If you've you're had, working on it. If you've um, had um, like an Oculus, uh, my daughter has an Oculus, which, by the way, drives me crazy because it's owned by Meta, Facebook, Meta. What the hell's wrong with you? I know. I had to create a whole new account and keep it isolated. Anyway, <laughs> but that goes along with what I'm saying, which is you already know that Facebook tracks all this stuff. When you start getting into virtual reality and they're building a virtual reality, a virtual world that you will operate in, the advertising that you get in the real world is going to be nothing compared to what you experience in the virtual world. Yeah. Because you can, they can track so much more in that virtual environment because everything gets tracked. At least, eh, you know, in the real world, world, I can put my phone down, I can put my, my watch down, and I can go do something and be completely disconnected. You think so? Uh, for the most part, yeah. There are. <laughs> I got something to say after done here. Yeah, but the, but the idea is you can sort of disconnect and go do something that's separate. Now there are other things, obviously, which you probably will talk about. But in the virtual reality, you are totally connected. Even when you want to be disconnected, you're still fully connected and tracked. Yep. Um, you're so undisconnected. Yeah. Or disconnected, not knowing you're disconnected. Mm-hmm. So, I think most people have ran into this and maybe brushed it off like coincidence. That's coincidence. Hell no, it isn't. <laughs> so there was times when I discussed new things I have never done. I've never talked about it. Sit at work. I was at work. I was working. I was not talking to my coworker. <laughs> We're talking for hours about welding. 
well, you need a TIG welder, you need to do this and that. I'm like, oh, okay, sweet, all right. And I get on Facebook, oh, that's weird. That's odd, I've never seen a TIG welder commercial. <laughs> oh, I'll have to look into that one. No, sh- no kidding. And I didn't type it up. Mm-hmm. So there's been, mo- oh, and we were talking about kayaks at one point in time. Boom, kayak, his kayak. If, I couldn't, shouldn't say it was his kayak, but it was his outdoor kayak. It was for hunting and f- or fishing and stuff, not just for, you know, white water or, or lakes, you know? And I'm like, huh. <laughs> so then we have a discussion. He and I, we all like, you see that? Yeah, my son sees this. Why well, I have seen this? Well, we've, we've had these, or is this coincidental? Example, your brother, you now mind you, I, I'm going to be, be fair about this. So there's a, it's, it's a Chinese company, but make, it's an Olight. They do make some really awesome flashlights. Your brother was talking about getting a, his concealed carry, and he talked about he went and got a flashlight. I go, oh. I said, oh, you should check out Olight. That's a, one I use, and they're, uh, I've got a lot of their stuff, and they're pretty cool, pretty cool lights. And um, I literally, when I got on Facebook, the very first pop-up, very first was Olight. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand that I've already done business with them, so they could pop up once in a while. But the very first one was Olight, and it said, here's a little special edition with a little blah, 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 and a little blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what the hell? Come on, seriously. <laughs> now, to be fair, but that's the weird part is, is you could go ahead and take a part, t- put aside the part of their listening, because that's the scariest part is that when you think you're disconnecting and sitting off to the side, but are they listening? Mm-hmm. Because I've done enough to feel like I've proven my point that they are. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. So put that aside. If you don't want to believe that, sure, sure, fair enough. But understand that when you're texting something, when you're um, searching something on one site versus another, it, it all intermingles. It all talks to itself, and it will advertise on this site because you looked at something on this site. It just all combines together. And when knowing that, the government... Um, a, a random store, you know, another country, they use that to gather information and share their information to get you to do and or hear certain things that to get you to be a certain somebody, maybe that you aren't. They are totally listening constantly. I mean, I won't say anything about, you know, the name of the device that's going to listen to my conversation as i say <laughs> otherwise we're you're, your you're, best friends you're in your car and all of a sudden you're you're you know you're ordering something new from amazon well uh, if you have a smart car you might want to be careful yeah <laughs> uh but yeah so these things these devices are listening they say that they're they're really they're only listening to hear the cue of uh the name that you're right which i i still think is bs they're constantly listening well how about this in order for them to hear that cue they have to be always listening. They have to always be. Exactly. So, the, mm-hmm. so, but here's the conspiracy part is, what if there's somebody else that's paid other money to be behind the scenes that says, let me know when they say this, that, or this, or that, or this. Mm-hmm. Red flags and yeah. stuff, you know. Uh, let's let's take a quick break. I want to talk about the algorithms and the, and the technology that listens to us and how it does things to us. How's that sound? That sounds good. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. Dave and I appreciate you listening to the show. Please take a moment and write a review on Apple Podcast or Podchaser.com. And since Spotify doesn't currently have reviews, simply telling your friends about the show would be great too. 
Also, you can always reach out to us at our website, nevertoserious.com, or via our socials at the NTS Podcast. And seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, thanks again for listening to the show. All right, uh, we're back. So the algorithms, uh, that's the interesting part about this, because if you think about like AI, artificial intelligence, there's so much in this world right now that uses AI to do all kinds of stuff because we can't have humans listening and actually manually doing things. Uh, for a while, I think it was Yahoo. There could have been some other, um, you know, quote unquote search engines. There were humans that were curating and gathering websites in the early World Wide web. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know AOL used to do it. They'd take different websites and they'd kind of put them together into a list of, in categories and that sort of thing. And then Google comes along and they start changing the way that search engines operate. They they basically send, you know, these little, these programs are reaching out into the internet and they're doing these web crawls. They go through someone's website and they gather all the different pages, all the data, the text that's on those pages, all the extra little um, keyword tags, the meta tags that are in there. And then they use these algorithms to basically curate based on what the user is looking for they're trying their early attempts were really i want to find the information that you're searching for yeah i'm looking for uh what's the best table saw out there yeah facebook will freaking answer that for you in 20 to 25 minutes just by scrolling to see what your buddies are doing yeah well that's so exactly so the idea is this these algorithms are designed to really more target you so that you have a better experience the problem is is that that means that they have to gather a lot right. of data on you and that is where the crux of the whole thing comes in because now that data can be used for nefarious reasons. Right. You're a tool searching, gun toting, yeah. uh, brisket making, booby loving. <laughs> you know, you keep going. Doesn't matter what you look at uh, or yeah. click on. Mm-hmm. If you sit there and happen to, there's a, sh- I, tell me if I'm wrong. I shouldn't say, I, I'm, I guess, I just assume this. Mm-hmm. There's a, you're, you're scrolling through and you're watching videos and, you're, and a video pops up. You're like, oh, yeah, I probably shouldn't be watching that. Well, you just did. <laughs> That goes. I think that that goes on to something that you just watched. It totally, it, it totally it, counts towards your watch time right. on those things. So, so everything that I mildly put some time on is now something that's now on my, yeah, on my social. What do you call that? You know, your social score. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have a, a credit score. Everything I bought and fail or do or good, bad, blah, blah. blah. This is all the stuff like. Listen, I was weak. I looked at porn. I did. I did it. Damn it. Damn it. That's on my social score. It's going, they're going to know. Well, it's true. They're going to know it. Yeah, you got to quickly go past the bikini shots, you know. How quickly exactly? I need to know. It's got to be really fast. All right. Good to know. <laughs> Otherwise. <laughs> Do I have, it's, it's like when you're getting calling, you might be tapped. You have 36 seconds yeah. before they could triangle your area. Yeah. You're like, all right, I got to watch this porn. I got two seconds. <laughs> two go. Seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Unfortunately, but, you know, maybe they're done in two seconds. So. <laughs> Well, I want to move on from that yeah. one. <laughs> so, but but really, it, it, it they they will build a character of you, mm-hmm. and and they'll know what the hell that when you pop on, they've got stuff for you. Okay, so the social dilemma. The for those of you who really haven't watched the social dilemma, I highly recommend getting on the Netflix. Watch the social dilemma. It it, it gives you a lot more insight into um, the manipulation of the population yeah. if, via if, these technologies. If you don't know about it. 
this will open your eyes to it. Mm -hmm. If you do know about it, it's a little bit reassuring to know that, hey, man, you're not just going nuts. It's not something you just think is going on. These are people that these are people that won't even let their kids have a device. That yeah, that's a good point. They're like, uh, my kid doesn't have a device, so because they know what it can do, and so it's a big deal. One of the things you were talking about this this character, and so they blend, I would say, documentary style interviews with these executives, and then they take in these actors, they bring them in and create sort of this family unit and track their use of this technology right. through yeah. throughout the documentary. And I think they do a really good job of showing sort of the actor doing their normal thing and then the behind the scenes of the technology in like sort of human terms. There's this kid, he's a teenager, he's in high school and he has a phone, he's connected through different social media apps and they track the way that this phone um, attaches to him, basically. <laughs> you know, he, his attention is, is totally consumed by this phone. There's a stage where the, the mom says, we're going to sit down for dinner and we're going to put our devices away. And the youngest daughter... They have a lockbox. Yeah, they have a lockbox. And the daughter gets up halfway, not even halfway, just a few moments after the beginning of, of dinner starting. And you can see that she's in the kitchen trying to open this lockbox. And the, then the mom's like, hey, you can't, you know, we're going to sit here and... Do, it's locked and, for two hours. You can't get in there. That's right. And then um, and then the next scene is she. this girl has um, eye protection and goggles. Some PPE on. <laughs> God bless her. And a hammer. And she breaks this, this lockbox uh, and takes her device and runs upstairs and, you know, screw you family. Right. It and, might as well have been a syringe full of heroin. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's kind of what it felt like. That's huh? what the you point. Know? But I got to point out yeah. something about that scene was kind of odd. People that have that issue, they're not even going to the table for dinner anymore. That's are, right. Are yeah. you serious? Nobody's going to the table going, all right, now let's put the phones away because you wouldn't even get that far. Yeah. We're too busy in our phones to even make the dinner. Yeah. And dinner's in there. You can microwave what you want, blah, 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 blah. But mm-hmm. still, still the point was made. Yeah, exactly. But, but as dramatic as that was or over top of, as it might seem, it is not. In fact, that could be actually be a little bit minor for some people's lives. Yeah. Uh, people will break into it. Yeah. Perfect example. Somebody dropped their to- their their phone in an outhouse toilet. Oh God! This is true. <laughs> Just happened, and she went down with a dog leash trying to get out. She fell into it oh, to get her phone. Oh God! It was that important? Oh. Luckily, it worked that she could call nine one one from the toilet to get some help. Uh, but geez. it's like you know, sometimes some people lose their set of keys down a manhole, and they're like, ah, crap. Yeah. If it was a phone. Yeah, life it's ending. a different situation. It's mm-hmm. their life. They don't know what they're going to do for the next hour mm-hmm. or how they're going to react or how they're going to handle. It's, it's yeah. like, I got to tell you, it's worse than quitting smoking, I imagine. Well, you the, know? there's a, an addiction to it, of course. Absolutely. Well, so this teenager, the, the, middle, the middle child, he, uh, well, his sister is breaking that lockbox, <laughs> breaks his, the screen on his phone, and he's like, oh, you know, my screen's broken. Well, his mom says, hey, if you can go a week without your phone, I'll replace the screen. And he says, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. I could do that. And so he puts the phone down in the kitchen and... Checks the watch. And How it, long has it been? Exactly. So the clock starts on the, on the documentary. And he gets in like two days in. And what's interesting is there's these three characters that are... They look like triplets. They're these three dudes that um, are... Um, they're sort of the brains 
on the we'll say the tech side yeah they're kind of cyborgy yeah they're they're trying their goal is to get the attention of the user which is this teenager and so they they throw out all these different things in order to grab the the person's attention and pull them back to their device by by gaining information in the first place to track them that's right yeah and so you can see these three characters are like going over different ideas about Hey, let's let's um, send an alert from so and so because you know they you know he likes her, or let's let's um, send this this YouTube video this alert that someone posted this new thing and basically trying to grab his attention and bring it back to the phone. Right. Well, he goes for two days without being on his phone, and Kudos. so these three characters are freaking out, wondering. How did we lose him? Well, let's let's see what other we've got. So many let's, other let's people put it, crank it up a notch. Yeah, we got so many other people in this area that also haven't haven't checked in. So what are we going to do? How what how do how did they get back? Well, and then so what he does is it, these three characters figure out. You know what? He used to spend a bunch of time corresponding with this other girl. Let's do a um, a status update of this girl, and so they put they post the status. You update. did three and a half months ago, yeah, exactly of an ex girlfriend who's in a new relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, gosh dang it, he comes down to get a midnight snack, and ding on his phone, new relationship is his ex girlfriend's got a new boyfriend. He's like. Uh, fish on yeah fish on so of course he picks up his phone and now the the next several days you see him in like this depressed stupor and he's missing class he's missing uh soccer practice like he's totally consumed in the device now and of course those three characters are like celebrating yeah we got him let's uh let's okay now that worked let's send him this ad okay let's queue up this thing and it was like you know it's funny though i'm about to show you got to see it they they go one of them turns goes I'm not going to get this right. Like, is this even really healthy for him? Is this a good idea? They just look <laughs> at him like, no, we don't care. Don't care. Exactly. <laughs> they <laughs> like, just went, they move on. Off they go. So, <laughs> yeah. But it, it, well, the addictive part of it. Yeah. But so, it's not just addictive to the social, it's addictive to the, the, um, advertisements. It's addicted to what, the government is trying to get you to be persuade persuade you to think a certain way in any aspect of your life these days. Mm-hmm. And there's so many way different ways to be addicted over on one device. So let's say I'll just throw it out there: addiction of porn. People could be addicted to porn back when they had it in a magazine, right? Yeah. Now you could be addicted to porn, but you know your social life is this or that or this. But you could be addicted to the whole other aspects, and then go, you know what? I'm done with porn. This phone is killing me, blah, blah, blah. You're still addicted. You've got other ties to you. It's not just one hook on you. It's mm-hmm. grasped you in so many ways in your life because everybody else is on it. Yeah. And that's how you connect. And, um, well, you know, here's, here's, <laughs> this is kind of sad. So uh, we were talking about, I've seen this, uh, documentary three times. I watched it. That is kind of sad. <laughs> uh, originally, when it first came out, uh, I watched it. Very interesting. You know, of course, all these red flags. And, and I'm in the IT dire- uh, um, industry. So it's like, I this is the kind of stuff that I, I deal with. And, um, and so it kind of, you know, struck a chord with me. The second time watching it, um, was uh, was recently when I was like, hey, Dave, what, what do you think about, you know, watching this and talking about it? And then the third time was, okay, so I'm going to watch it and then and do a little prep work for the show. Just kind of re- refresh my refresh, memory. Refresh, yeah. The worst thing is that while I'm watching it, 
and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to take some notes, just some things that I think might, you know, maybe will come up. And I am constantly distracted by my phone. Over and over again, I'm getting either an email alert or a news flash or um, a a YouTube update that someone, you know, liked whatever. And it's like, (laughs) you know why? It's like, oh my gosh, he's onto something. He's onto something. He's going to bail. He's going to bail. Those, throw out some more those get him, get him catch him get him out yeah exactly mm-hmm. you know i get that <laughs> uh so i gotta give i will say my family props so and i know this could go any which way but so years ago um okay when my daughter was really really young we bought her an ipad uh no what the hell was that an ipod okay all right hmm. and you could get online but it wasn't a cell phone or anything like that I can't say in the right one, an iPod. And it wasn't an iPad. It was just a small little thing. Sure. And But she never got to go online, but we downloaded some apps that she could see, like the cow says, the letter A and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It really helped her on some things, but I wouldn't, we would never open it up to do anything. Yeah. So when it was time when every, everybody else, all of her friends were getting iPhones and stuff, I'm like, I'm not going to do it. I know what my weaknesses are, and I don't need her to be worrying about anything um or attached to anything i want her to be a kid you know mm-hmm. go use her imagination there was a couple times where i noticed that she was we got her an ipad there for a little bit but she could only do a couple things but she was watching other people do things she wouldn't go out and do them she was watching somebody else's imagination yeah we're like enough but but she couldn't like carry that around everywhere so there was a couple of it anchored the device down to where it wasn't around her all the time but she was wanting them there for a while, you know, everybody else had them. She didn't. And so she felt like she was missing out. And a couple times, even in fact, earlier this week, she had said, um, I am so glad you're not, you didn't get me one of those. She has a flips phone for emergencies. Um, and, uh, that cause all of her friends get in trouble on them constantly. They always have to get to the border. Cause you can't shut off everything you think you could shut off. And, or there's always a way around things you shouldn't look at. And, um, and even if you're doing the right thing, it could keep you up all night and, you know, it's hard to contain Mm -hmm. or it's hard to keep boundaries. And she has thanked us and she's even said she understood why. And I go, you, even when you're 18 and you want to go up and look up anything you want to look up, do whatever you want to do, you have to be careful. You can't let it overwhelm you or consume you. Take it like a tool. I am one that will sit there on it. I got to tell you, 10 hours less a day than I used to. I don't listen to podcasts like I got to. I'm mm-hmm. so busy these days, but, you know, I still listen to my music, so that's, that counts. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, she was thankful that she uh, isn't on it. Now, mind you, she still plays her video games, but she's not on it all day long. She'll pull up her iPad to look at how to do things. Example. I have to give her props. She went out. Uh, she goes, I'm going outside. I'm like, what? What kid just says I'm going outside? Why? Is there a video game outside? You know, and she goes outside and it was raining. And she sits behind a, under, under the awning and starts reading her book. I'm like, oh, bless her oh, heart. Yeah. And, and then she's, uh, she, I have this old skateboard that I had from when I was a kid. <laughs> And she's been out there. She goes, I'm going to go out and try to skateboard. I'm like, what? <laughs> you realize that's outside. <laughs> you could fall and stuff, mm-hmm. you know? 
So much so that she had got some money for her grades because she had decent grades. No, I just don't know if it's my kid or not, but <laughs> having good grades like that. But uh, but she ordered a skateboard. She got a new skateboard. Wow. Like, and so she's outside, and, and I've been trying to make time because I'm so busy. Like today, she was like, she's out skateboarding. She goes, what you doing? I go, well, I got to cut up the brisket that I just finished. I'm always doing that. Mm-hmm. And I go, so I got to do this, got to do that. She goes, well, you could be out, hang out with me a little bit. I'm like, I can. So I went out there. I even skateboarded a little bit with her last week. That was fun. Did you get any video? Nope. We're going to try our <laughs> best not to get any video of that. But anyways, my point is, is that she's getting to go out, not like when I was a kid, but still a little bit appreciating the fresh air, appreciating what it's like to fall on your ass, appreciating to learn how to do something, appreciating that she could be one of those people that somebody could watch doing something good. Yeah. I hated the fact that some, this is what I hate more than anything. Video games is one thing, but when you sit on, you, you get on YouTube, it's not, my daughter wasn't the only one that was doing this at one point and watch other people play video games. Yeah. You're watching them play video games. Play the freaking video games yourself. At least do that much. But you're too lazy to even go play it yourself. Come on. The, didn't you like oh, as a kid always hate being the guy that had to like sit and watch the video game? You wanted to play. And now there people yep. have millions and millions and millions of followers on YouTube because everyone likes to watch them right. play video games. I know they're worth it. It's they're the, worth it's so the much better thing. than that. And where are we going to find the better ones mm-hmm. if they're too busy just watching and not? Trying to be, well, who's going to be the next Tony Hawk? I was telling my wife, my yeah. daughter, well, you think you're Tony Hawk? She's like, who? I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> who? Get off that skateboard. <laughs> if you don't know who the hell Tony Hawk is, get <laughs> off the board. <laughs> you know, yeah. but, you know. Uh, well, so two two points I uh, want to bring up. One, one point is um, the idea that kids already have a, a short attention span. When you've got a digital device like that, it just makes it worse. Your attention span you are now allowed, in fact, you get this little dopamine hit every time your attention shifts over to something else yes. that grabs you. Your brain gives you this little hit of pleasure. And when you keep hopping from back to back to back to each of these things, you keep getting the dopamine hit. Right. And at some point, you stop getting the dopamine hit. And you stop. It takes more. Yeah, because it takes more. It's like a, a drug addiction. It absolutely is. And and these kids have gone through years and years of this behavior, and when they get older, they can't focus on anything because they're so used to switching. Kids now they think that they can multitask. They think that they can do anything they want. No, nope, they just fuck up moment. a lot of things at one time. That's right. <laughs> well, okay. So I, I I coach teenagers in the javelin, and um, in one of the rules is you you can't have your phone out there. Um, typically, these kids will have their phone with them. In fact, they will run the track with their phone in their hand. And the coaching staff, we put a, a stop to it. You cannot have your phone out during track practice. We get ninety minutes. Yeah, of you practice. can't run with a needle in your arm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, all right. My yeah, gosh. or coke in your finger. Yeah, it's like you you cannot you cannot you have to learn to shift into this mindset of focus. In the things that you're doing yeah. while you're doing it. Now, some people might remind us that we've experienced this, you know, a few times before. Like, for instance, when the radio was invented, when uh, the printing press uh, was invented, when television was invented. Yep. I mean, we're talking about all these different technologies that captured the focus of the people, and we've all always made it through. The difference is now 
this technology is now purposefully touching on these little dopamine hits. TV was not created in such a way to do these and things. And now it could or, travel with you too. Yeah, or uh, the printing press, you know, being able to bring um, text, you know, books en masse to people to occupy that time. They're still focused in that one activity. It's not like today where you've got a phone. In fact, I'm guilty of this. I will flip through, I want to say, five or six different apps uh, first thing in the morning, I, I like checking my email, checking my news, checking uh, YouTube um, stats, uh, checking social media, and then I'm off to do my morning. And normally that only takes maybe less than five minutes, uh, unless I've got tons of emails and then I get this anxiety the rest of the day because at some point I have to respond to those emails. But it, throughout the day, you're getting this this uh, constant grab of your attention other technologies haven't been that way. And like I said before, we've got teams and teams of engineers whose sole purpose is to figure out ways to grab your attention on these, right. on these apps. So with your teenager, she's because she doesn't have these things, she's actually probably training her, her brain to be able to focus on things on a, on a bigger time frame than to hop around from one thing to the next. Right. Not to say that she couldn't at some point. Here's the next piece, and that is her self-image. She's still young. She still has social uh, engagements with with her friends at school and, and, you know, outside of school. But she doesn't have the social engagements on social media, which is the dangerous part. Yep. I was looking at a statistic. There's a, a, a stat that, that talked about the, the age of technology and uh, and self harm among among y- the younger generation. Yeah, it's, um, it's so disappointing. So since two thousand nine, which is when social media really sort of was was established, and you know we're in twenty twenty two, it's been a few years. So we've got a generation of kids that um, are are in this little window, and they're talking about teenage hospitalization rates for non fatal self harm girls fifteen to nineteen is up 62%. Can you believe that? Now, this is the scary part. And this is where these, this next, you know, this generation, like my kiddo and your kiddo, ages 10 to 14, okay, since 2009, up 189%. And this is self-harm. Right. Okay, now, this is where it gets really ugly. Okay, U.S. suicide rates since 2009, ages 15 to 19, is up 70%. And this is when you would imagine. So back in, I'm going to go back, not just my parents' age, the two times before that. You're out there plowing the fields. You're working your ass off. It is back-breaking work to barely get life, Mm -hmm. get through. Yeah. And even me as a kid, I'm going to skip my parents too. Theirs was worse. Even as a kid, I worked my ass off as a freaking kid, as my sister did too. Our childhood was mostly working, It's at least it seems like, and it wasn't as enjoyable as it could be. The next couple generations go by, there's less of that physical work, there's more more abilities and, and options for fun. Mm-hmm. Now, hardly any kid has to go out and perform any chores, hardly do anything, hardly ever. You could back when I couldn't even have a, a, a calculator watch because I could cheat on a, a on a, <laughs> a math test. on a math test. <laughs> now kids could go online and do their work. Mm-hmm. How e- how easy is it to not really work? But everything is so easy now, and it's affecting them worse. 
than they're not being challenged. Of course. Yeah. And and it makes them weaker, more sensitive, not be able to you know, everything the, their road is so paved smooth when they have a bump in it. It throws them all out of whack. They don't know how to handle it. They don't have enough bumps in order for them to handle it. Right. They're, they don't know how to absorb mm-hmm. um, negativity. They may not even understand how to absorb positivity, too. Mm-hmm. You know, some people might be doing something well um, or might look pretty, and people say that all the time, and turn into a little narcissist, this little <laughs> turd, and it could ruin their lives. Because they're too busy taking pictures of themselves and gloating about themselves and never looking at anybody else and thinking that they get everything in life. And and it could go the other way where somebody that could be just pretty enough and and completely beautiful and somebody can make fun of them that doesn't that's across the whole country or world and it's a stranger and it could be some pop belly eighty year old man that has you know, uh, terrible habits, or it doesn't even just, matter. Just a troll. doesn't bathe, you know, <laughs> and uh, and says, you know, that you know, uh, you're three and a half pounds overweight, <laughs> and because they're yeah. that fragile, because the road is so smooth for them, they don't know how to handle it, and it's, send them off spiraling. There, I know it seems pathetic, but it's true. There's a scene in in the the social dilemma where the the youngest oh, daughter, that's right, she gets her phone, um, goes up to yep, her room, I remember, and, and she takes she takes a selfie and posts it on social media, and her friends immediately start complimenting her and giving her a thumbs up and that that sort of thing, and then there's one post that said something about her ears. Her ears, yeah. Your ears are too small. Yeah, anything to hide those ears or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and then all of a sudden, she's got this really, it's complex. very obvious in the, in the documentary that she's just, yeah, she's developed this complex, and now she's hiding her ears because someone made some negative comment, and that brought the attention to her ears, and now she's got to worry about you know her ears even though the majority of the of the messages were complimentary she's now right. sensitive about that one thing and this i want to say that this girl was probably in that not even a teenager yet yeah Maybe i was gonna she say was, you know, 12 young yeah 12 ish yeah well and, and think about these you know these suicide rates these these kids are already in their uh, brain development are already in a really sensitive place anyway but since the advent of social media there's no way for these kids to deal with it. And now we're dealing with parents to say, oh, we got to stop, you know, bullying and all this. No, no, no. We need to, like, toughen up our kids. We need our kids to learn how to adapt and deal with the bullying. Yeah. Because you can never stop that. The bullying's always going to be there. Um, you know, and and what the necessities in life, whether it's instinct or, you know, in us, you know, I don't know, but... When you woke up back in the long, long time ago, it was, we got to get up to get to work, to feed and house ourselves. And then, you know, maybe in my age, it was, we got to get up, do chores to make sure that the household's running properly, and we got to go get education. Now, it's all the little, all the things that are not important or secondary are now up front. We got to make sure that we look the part. We have to look the part before we are the part, so they think. And that's all that matters. You, as long as you, you know, everybody's worried about her ears or you know, your, hair, your hair is a certain way or you have it weird or you're too fat or too skinny, mm-hmm. it just doesn't matter. People or are. My bald spot. Yeah. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> no, we won't talk about mine. Yeah. But um, but it, it's and there's people out there on purpose goes out to ruin people's lives. And I've unfortunately ran into somebody. And I'm going to have to touch base on what if everybody was running smooth and happy and joyful. There's still an addiction issue going on mm-hmm. with the phone and the devices. But then you have people, and if there's one, there's a zillion others. This one guy, he's 50 years old. He acts like a um, ADD crazy 12 year old, and I'm just saying what makes that really bad is he's 50. Yeah, he could contain himself to a point because he doesn't have ADD. Mm-hmm. So he had made sure he had a bunch of aliases online, different names, so um, he can't get in trouble. He was savvy to how to yeah dive in and be on the online without ever getting himself in trouble. And he would go, he was a racist guy, literally. And he would go to um, particularly um, gay people or um, uh, people of color. Doesn't matter if they were black or Hispanic or whatever. Any, anybody that wasn't like him. And they could be selling a product. I'm here trying to sell product, trying to make a dang living. Mm-hmm. And he gets on there with his alias name. Can't ever come back to him and calls him the N-word and tries to destroy their day. And he would even go, ha, ha, look, I just got kicked off. Look, I call him a bubbly, bubbly, bubbly. I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, I wish I wasn't at work and cave his teeth in, you yeah. know? Well, and that's the difference. You can't cave someone's teeth that's in on exactly social media. Right. Mm-hmm. You could be who you really are and get away with even more. Yeah. Back in the day, somebody would say, let's go back in the day. We used to walk in town with your revolver on your hip. Bam. Well, he lied to me. Oh, it was justified. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. there was a, there was a, Let's let's be careful. Let's be a little bit more kind to one another because things can happen. Now it's like, oh, I'm in Facebook jail for 30 days. Oh, well. Well, okay. So maybe in the last few minutes here of the show, think about terms of, of like how do we how do we get over this stuff? Because this uh, Tristan Harris, this is his whole life is to is to make some sort of adjustments in this social dilemma so that. Uh, folks are not rewarded for poor behavior. That they're not rewarded for manipulating um, their customer in order to, you know, sell them on something or you know, sell advertisement to to them. Uh, you're talking about not being able to, you know, <laughs> uh, punch a guy in the nose if uh, you know you're on social media. There's got to be other repercussions other than getting banned because oftentimes when you get banned those people get more attention. And some of the guys, like the guy I was talking about, he's created an account that he would get banned and it wouldn't affect him because he's got several others to go mm-hmm. mess with people. Yeah. Complete bullies. So do you think that there's a, a maybe some way in technology to um, maybe reward what would be considered more positive behavior than negative behavior? You would, it would have to be a reward because, unfortunately, I say it unfortunately, because just like our our technology, when you have good, there's bad that comes along. Mm-hmm. So does the First Amendment. Sure. With good, so much more bad comes along with being able to have a thing to, uh, to speak. I believe you should be able to say whatever you want. I do think that there should be... <sighs> I wish we weren't allowed to advertise... I wish it could just be social socializing and 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 um you know if we want to look up something that could be there 
but I wish we weren't allowed to advertise on platforms. Um, I, I, I mean, it wouldn't stop the bullying, but that's something that we could deal with. But I feel like there's always somebody knocking on my door. No, somebody always, always knocking on my door and, and it's a uh, temptations. And I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, uh, I still think we should have the right to be able to do whatever we want, however we want to do it. Well, so th- thinking about the difference in types of services we're talking about um, earlier, I was saying the quote was, you know, if if the product is free, then you are the product because advertisers are getting access to your data to then sell you stuff. And the more targeted um, that data is available for those advertisers, the more that they can sell directly to, you know, their customer base in the model of, let's say, Netflix or Spotify, those those companies have subscribers now there's a, a sort of a um, you know a free side which is an, an advertising side where they do advertisers and they sell um you know uh, ads to you but in a subscriber sort of platform yes there's a lot of data tracking and so, oftentimes that data tracking is is done in such a way to recommend the thing that you really want to watch now there's still a danger so you pay to not play yeah well there's you know, there's still a danger to um, them suggesting videos because they might uh, reinforce some sort of bias that you have. You know, if you were, um, you know, if you're like a super right leaning guy, uh, they're never going to they're not ever going to send you anything that's more left leaning because they know that that's not what you want to listen or watch. Right. The problem is, is, you know, oftentimes you kind of need a balance. You kind of need to see some stuff from the left because you can learn stuff it's good for i like you, an old-fashioned you know? newspaper where i could pick up and go this person said blah 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 and that person i dislike said blah 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 i could get it all yeah there you go and now it's now i'm not even getting what i want to want to want to hear yeah. I, i'm not getting the other point of view which might pull me out of my fishtail because i'm so angry because my other side said something else yeah it's a little too targeted it, it's kind of like keeping you thinking a certain way yeah 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 and i don't i don't I don't like it. I don't think it's good either. Now, to your point about like free speech and, you know, having conversations that are like more rewarding to like positive type stuff. Um, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm a free speech kind of guy. I, I think people should be able to say whatever they want to say. Um, so th- that's a hard one to then reward positive behavior. The problem is, is that in real life, we are rewarded with positive behavior. The reason that we um, are attracted to different groups, um, that we associate with different groups, is because there's some sort of positive uh, reinforcement in that. And anyone who does something that's super negative uh, against whatever it is that you're saying or doing, there are some repercussions. And it may just be an ugly look. It may just be someone saying, hey, that's not nice. Knock it off. you might lose a friend. Yeah. You're going to have something occur to you. Yeah. But Why aren't they talking to me more? I only told him he sucked at everything he did. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it makes it could make sense. But how do you do that in an online platform? I got to tell you, Scott, I don't know if it's possible in this world right now. I really yeah. don't know if that's something you could go backwards from. I, I, I just, I mean, I'm sure somebody could come up with, with an idea but I don't think anybody's ever going to implement it. Why? There's no money in that. I, but uh, to what you were saying about the newspaper thing, I think that some of these newer social media companies, I mean, they're totally based on free speech, and I'm not sure what their algorithms do for uh, curating content, but I would hope that there would be some social media company that would not curate based on what they think you're going to like, but rather 
throw it at you and let you decide right. what you like. How about just say, this is what happened, this was happened, and this was what happened, this is what happened, and the people that publish it don't give a damn about what happened. You just tell you, hey, this happened over here. There yeah. you go. Well, Not, that's hey, you should feel really like this <laughs> because this happened, and that's how even a lot of the people I listen to or watch, mm-hmm. or or you know news I might listen to that's more on my side. It's it's even posted how this should drive you crazy. This person just said blah blah. blah. How about I'll decide if it should drive you crazy and just tell me what that guy did. Okay, so there there we go. That's like um, you know old school journalism typically used to be. Here's the news. And then you decide what's um, what's valuable to you or not. Right. Somebody could say, this guy just busted him in the mouth. One person was like, that isn't right. I'd be like, damn right, that's right. <laughs> Did you hear what he said? Yeah. We should make yeah, it, he it coming. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> okay, so thinking about choices in, in what you watch, I, I want to have the freedom. Like, for instance, if I turn on the television uh, and I want to watch uh, Tucker Carlson because I like his content, but then I also then turn on Rachel Maddow because I... Okay, I'm not saying because you're mad. <laughs> what the hell? But I think I have extreme. I, but I have the option. It's the same thing with podcasts. Like I get to choose which podcast I listen to. Now, as far as the service recommending what I listen to, right. now that's where I start going, wait a minute. I get that these ones might be ones that I want to that you might think I'm I'm interested in listening to. The problem is is that then also then reinforces so, maybe the bias that I so already have. I'm gonna use this. So example, I use YouTube. Uh, music. It was easy for me to create a quick playlist, and I get so pissed off because another commercial, and some of the commercials are literally 30 minutes long about some some program or something that's going on, and it ticks me off because then I have to yeah. stop and go skip it or something. Yeah, But I have a choice to pay for it to get rid of those commercials. There's a reason why I don't... Well, I cuss a little bit, but I don't cuss out YouTube because that's my choice. Yeah. I could pay for them not to be poking me. Here's an example. Netflix has come out, and we pay for their services. No commercials, but they've come out and said that they're probably going to start putting commercials in. And I say, not on my freaking dollar. Yeah. Because I, my wife's a little bit different. She seems to take things and run with them, but I don't want to pay for it. This is what I'm paying for. If you're going to, you're getting paid with these commercials and getting to utilize what we've looked at, and maybe that's where we're getting the commercials, is because they got they've got enough information off of us. Mm-hmm. Then I don't, I just don't. Want, I'm already paying for that, not having. I'm not going to pay to have commercials. How about bring back freaking regular TV, where every 12 minutes you have a you know four minutes of commercials and back to the regular programming, you know. But that's the you know the the subscription model. That's why I've liked Netflix and like Hulu and some of these other services because i get to subscribe i don't have to deal with the commercials so i'm not targeted by advertisers but if they're looking for increasing their their bottom dollar their bottom line their their profits and they find that advertising generates more i i understand that that move but they also need to understand that there's a big portion of the population that doesn't want to do that. Right. And, We're already paying. And I don't know how much Netflix costs anymore. It used to be a lot less expensive, and I think it's a lot more now. Oh, yeah. I remember and, it, was, it used to be like 7 bucks a month. Yeah. and I don't and, know what it is now. And now it's it's quite a bit more expensive. I want, I want to say it's over 15 for us. Uh, I think it is over 15 But the idea is, is if 
if they need more money to sustain their their business, there's going to be a, you know, there's a supply and demand curve right. that's going to meet but and determine do where it that... YouTube style. It's okay by me. Do it Hulu style. Hulu, I think you could go watch the same stuff free. Going to be a lot of commercials though. Bring yeah, I, exactly. Or you could pay for it or not. I get that. I'm paying for it. Do not freaking tell me that you're going to be. Um, uh, throwing in commercials when I'm already paying for it. I already signed up for no commercials. But that's the part, like the manipulation part that, you know, they're, they're gathering data and those commercials are going to be very targeted toward you, towards you. And if that increases their revenues, I understand it from a d- business perspective, but as a consumer, uh, I'm going to be dropping Netflix. Right, I'm me too. Not, and, and I know some people are like dropping Disney and Netflix and some of these other companies. Oh, I wouldn't drop any before because, child porn. <laughs> because, Good Lord. Yeah, because the idea is, that, you know, the, these companies are, are becoming much more woke and they're targeting the content itself, the, the, the um, programming that the they're... The services that they're giving. Yeah, they're targeting that more towards, you know, this, this woke ideology. And so people are going to uh, stop paying right. their subscription for because that's the content that they're not interested in watching Th- totally understandable but there's a still enough content that doesn't have that woke ideology dipped in that i just you know or inserted in that i can still watch and appreciate it's it's when they get to the point where everything sent tends to be more towards that woke ideology then i'm like you know what? i'm done I, it's not right. worth it to me and, anymore and i feel that that's how it is going sure and so i get enough of that so just like a lot of people were like i want to watch sports because sports gets me the hell away from the rest of it oh, and now when yeah. when politics ended up in sports how many people and still are out of sports yeah that's right i don't care what they say i'm sure they're down to just few billion dollars a year now but they took a kick in the balls for everybody because uh, there's a lot of uh straight laced Americans that love their sports and they got pissed because you just, you just, I don't know how to call it. You just screwed over their time of breaking away. Yeah. Cause none of, none of, not all of us wants to be involved in the freaking crazy, stupid ass government all the time. Yeah. Well, I think with, you know, with the idea of the, um, of the data being used to manipulate, you know, these advertisers or, you know, manipulate us in order to target advertising, this particular area, I don't know that it's going to improve. I think it's going to get worse because ultimately these companies want advertisers to pay for their stuff and they have to gather the data. It's only like this guy, Tristan Harris, who is is pushing against that with this other ethical method of uh, of programming that maybe people are going to be more aware of it. There's more, there's more like when I did a search for the social dilemma, there were a lot of social, um, social dilemma type programming that came up and I watched a couple of these other things. And there are other people who are seriously concerned about all of this influence just because of advertising dollars. And if Netflix is going in that direction, oh my gosh, they're going to shoot themselves in the same foot because a lot of people are just not going to do it. So, it used to be said, man, you're on the TV too much. You're on the TV too much. I need to get off the phone so I could focus on the TV. <laughs> I don't watch movies. I was sat there and watched the, the, the a newer-ish movie. What was it? Um, oh, gosh. It was some hero movie. 
I'm going to call it spew, but it's wrong. <laughs> Anyways, it was, uh, it might come to me. But anyways, I'm watching a movie with my wife, and I probably watched 20 minutes of it. I've heard it, the whole thing, but I was... You were busy on your phone? On my phone. Oh, I mean, I was yeah. I was trying to look up stuff to buy for, you know, a project I'm doing and all these other things, but I wasn't, I wasn't, I can't even remember watching the movie all the way through and being engaged in the movie. <sighs> well, that's exactly the problem. Yeah. I do the same thing. I need to get off I, my phone and focus more on that television. Well, so I, I you know, I post stuff <laughs> for, um, for my, my coaching channel and then, uh, and then our podcast. And it's exciting for me um, to see when someone comments. And, uh, you know, I get an alert and I want to read what, what they write. Even sure. if it's not directed towards us, but rather other people who are commenting, I like to see the conversation. Yep. And it's exciting for me to see that there's um, activity and growth in, in what we're doing. Because this is not... I mean, it's not just us sitting down and talking. There's a lot more to creating a podcast. And so it's neat to have other people seeing, listening, and engaging. And that becomes a distraction when the alert goes off and I'm (laughs) watching a movie with my wife. And I think, oh, gosh, I know I really want to look at that alert. I don't know what it is, but I think it's important. It's not important. It it certainly can wait until after the movie. Well, I'm going to say I do not want to encourage anybody to get off their devices. I want them to get on the devices more. Watch our show. Let us hit that dopamine a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so let, let, let's. Let, if you're going to be addicted, be addicted to us. Yeah. We're, then, we're, we're good to be addicted. And then uh, send the link to your friends. So yeah. That they so become. they could get hooked. <laughs> <laughs> I All mean, right. if you're going to get hooked on something, might as well be us. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. We'll do it together. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks again for watching the show. If you are just listening, um, tell a friend. We'd appreciate that. You can find more information on our website nevertoserious.com and you can find us on social media at the NTS podcast and until we see you next time take care and be safe